Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. And you can ask the shoppers to contact you before they make a substitution. And that's generally what I do because I'll know, I know what the backup plan is. I'm Robin Sessingham, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm, we're all about food in Florida. We're all cooking a lot more at home now and discovering the art of grocery shopping. You can do it better, and we'll tell you how. Support for the Zest Podcast comes from Seitenbacher brand natural foods like muesli cereals, oils, oatmeal, energy bars, gluten-free fruit gummies for the kids, organic coffee, and more. Available in supermarkets, health food stores, or online at seitenbacher.com. If there's an expert on grocery shopping, Kathy Saunders is it. Kathy spent years perusing grocery store shelves and comparing dozens of products that people commonly use, like peanut butter or chicken broth. Kathy's a food writer for the Tampa Bay Times, and for 16 years, Kathy wrote a column that used a tasting panel to rank grocery store products. But with a family member who's immune-compromised, she stopped going to grocery stores months ago because of the COVID-19 pandemic and started relying on delivery services instead. She's learned a lot from that experience. She spoke to the Zest correspondent, Janet Keeler. Do you have some tips that you can give people about the delivery systems? I think the biggest tip is to communicate with your shopper. I have done this now so often that the shoppers that I tend to get, they tend to know me now. And so we kind of have a, a, we have a relationship. One of them is a Facebook friend of mine now. We've certain, you know, we sort of got to know each other and she knows what brands I like. And if I forget to put something on my list, she'll say, oh my goodness, they have the biscuits today that you like, or they have the frozen fruit that you like. And I'm like, pick it up, you know, they tend to get to know you after a while. So, you know, really communicate well with your shopper, send them a text, say, I really want this. And um, be specific about where in the grocery store you think that the product can be found. I'll give you an example. I really like Kerrygold Swiss cheese slices. In fact, they were a winner on our tasters panel way back. Whenever I uh, put it on my shopping list, the, the shoppers can never seem to find it. They always say they don't have it. They don't have it because they're looking over by the cheeses near the dairy. And there's all those, you know, hanging cheeses. Well, the Kerrygold cheese is by the deli in a separate deli cabinet. And it has some sort of specialty meats and specialty cheeses still in the Kerrygold packaging. So I had to kind of educate my shoppers as to where it is. And also, I um, make a lot of homemade pesto, and I'm always in need of pine nuts. Well, they're on, a, they're on an aisle end cap at my Publix, and they're hanging in little bags. And I have to constantly tell the, the shopper, 
no, I know where they are. Keep looking, you know. So it's it's kind of it's kind of funny, but communicating with your shopper is really important, and being very specific about what you want and how many of what you want. I don't know how the rest of us will fare. You're such a super shopper that you actually know these things are on the end cap. And can you imagine these these poor uh, shoppers are like, why isn't the cheese with the cheese? So there's there are a lot of little little issues there. What you said something about be careful about numbers. Yes. So when you order a banana, you have to be careful that you're not ordering by bunch or by banana. So if you order five bananas, you want to get five bananas. If you're looking at, you have to look really careful at, at the website for the store to make sure that that's not saying a bunch of bananas because you will get five bunches of bananas. I have on numerous occasions um, ordered two of those giant red delicious apples. Um, I put them in a, in a wrap that I, my kids like. So I will just need like two of those giant, big, red, delicious apples. Twice I have put in for two red, delicious apples and received two bags of red, delicious apples. So we had an apple galette and we had some apple muffins. (laughs) You know, if the order is wrong, can they fix that? Or do you just accept what, what happened? Well, I'm, I'm big on just saying, okay, we'll accept it. But had I contacted the company, they probably would have reimbursed me. I figure we'll eat it. It's not going to go bad. I'm fine. So you can always complain. <laughs> Does shopping this way force you to plan more? Absolutely. And I, I was never a meal planner. I was early on, but once my kids left home for what I thought was for good, um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I didn't really, you know, plan much. We would just kind of get home from work and go, what are we eating? But now I have to plan. And it, the worst thing is, you know, you plan a dinner and you realize I don't have one ingredient. I've also been really good at looking up on websites for substitutions. There are great tips on, on substitutions for ingredients. So I've done that a number of times. But I definitely have to plan to the very last ingredient to make sure I have it. And uh, I find myself running out of lots of basics now that I didn't because I didn't cook as much, but now we cook three times a day. Well, your family's lucky if you're cooking three times a day. Yay for you. I want to come to your house. I want to, I want to isolate at your house. Um, so full disclosure here, we worked together at the Times and I've, I've been on that tasting panel since the beginning. Can you talk a little bit about how that experience can help us as sort of, you know, shoppers that aren't going into the store what are some of your some of your ideas of things that we can we can order if we're ordering that way um that we'll be happy with well one thing that we learned in the tasters column and the tasters panel over the years you probably can uh will agree with this is that the store brands are all generally very good and usually they are the same they're probably all produced at the same place So when I'm doing online ordering, and I often order the store brand now because I know I'm more likely, they're more likely to have it. Oftentimes the stores are still out. It's still difficult to get flour sometimes, still difficult to get, um, you know, I remember when we were all trying to get yeast, you know, we were baking bread, like, you know, feverishly baking bread and you know, I found some, thank God, in my pantry that wasn't expired and still seemed to bubble, but um, you couldn't find yeast. So those kinds of things, I, if I can, I will order the store brand. They're much more likely to have it. And so that's been helpful because I know they're pretty good. I also know that if there really is a brand I want and it's on the website, I try and order it. 
So I remember when we tasted, I don't know, 17 or 18 cans of tomatoes. Mm. That was a fun day. Mm. Uh, and I, and surprisingly, because I bought all the fancy ones too, um, Hunt's was our favorite brand. But now that's always, usually I can get Hunt's. So I'm not too worried. If I was looking for a special, you know, uh, type of, you know, brand, it might be a lot harder to get right now. So I'm happy I know some of those little secrets. I'm happy that I know to get Swanson chicken broth because we liked Swanson best in our, and that's available in most of the stores. But I'm not, a, but if not, I just always say Publix. And you can ask the shoppers to contact you before they make a substitution. And that's generally what I do because I'll know, I know what the backup plan is. So I always have a backup plan on every item. As I recall, the tasting of the, uh, the, the chicken broth slash stock was pretty dreadful. They don't really have a ton of flavor. You know, what always surprised me was whenever we did something that was vanilla, that actually, because we tasted them, the, they, were, they, were all, they were all taken out of the carton. So we didn't know the brands. We were tasting them from little cups or little bowls and everything. I was always surprised with vanilla that nothing ever tasted very vanilla-y. A lot of the stuff we taste, even though we don't want to always taste that, um, but we do, are a lot of processed foods. And the reason we end up tasting a lot of processed foods is because that's what people are buying. I know that we would like to taste the food on the rims of the grocery store, the fresh produce, the fresh dairy products, but generally people are eating processed foods. So it's really a challenge to not do that. And I think during this time, I think there's a lot more of that. I remember I went back and looked at some of the things that I was looking at. If the beginning of every year, I look up to see what the food trends are. What is everybody predicting the foods of 2020 are going to be? And I remember there were a lot of words like eco-friendly, sustainable. Um, there were lots of words like plant-based, those kind of foods. But, you know, once the, and so I was kind of gearing up to look for those kinds of things. I think that's a really good thing to, to do. Once the pandemic hit, you know, all bets were off. People were buying meat like crazy. They were not eating plant-based foods. For, for about two weeks, my shopper at the grocery stores, they would constantly say, sorry, no ground beef, no chicken. There's no chicken today. The whole store, no chicken, no beef, you know, sorry, there's no meat. Um, we ate several meals of frozen shrimp the first couple of weeks because I had a couple bags of that, but there was no meat to be found. So, you know, I think that's kind of funny that things have really changed and the new trend is, you know, meatloaf. It'll be interesting to see what they predict for the food trends for 2021. Well, yeah, and I suppose that's a product of that we were all cooking and eating at home more. So, you know, you can, if you go out to eat, obviously, you know, for, especially for a vegetarian, there's a lot of great, uh, great restaurants that, that immigrant food that have veg vegetarian fare. So, but everybody was eating at home. And then all of a sudden now it's like, well, what do we know how to cook? We know how to cook chicken and, you know, hamburgers or something like that. So that, yeah, that sort of makes sense that some of that stuff was missing. Do you think now, you know, as, you're, as, you, as you haven't been into, into a grocery store for a few months, what, what stores do you miss? What do, what do you miss about them? Like, where were some of your favorite places to get things? So I really miss going to some of the high-end stores for fruit. 
I miss going to um, Fresh Market and picking out my own fruit and my own, you know, vegetables. It's not easy when you're shopping online to say, I want those bananas that are ripe, but not too ripe, with no bruises, you know, just the right ones. And if I went into the store, I would ask the produce manager if he could see in the back if there were any other bananas, if they didn't have what I wanted, right? So you're not going to get the shoppers generally to do that. Um, although my Facebook friend shopper will do that for me, but um, it's not easy. And, you know, I've been, I love watermelon. I love summer watermelon. I got a whole one once. And when it got to my house, by the time I got it and cut it, it was rotten. And that was so depressing. And I've ordered a few of the pre-cut bowls of watermelon from the store and they've never been really good. They're overly ripe or not ripe enough or, you know, so you miss being able to go in and see the pretty fruit or the pretty vegetable. And you know, when you go into the store and you're not, you're kind of sure what you might have for dinner, but gee, if there's some beautiful, you know, avocados, you might pick some up that day. Or if the asparagus looks gorgeous, you're, you know, you're going to have get the, pick up the asparagus. You don't, that, that's a luxury that I consider a luxury now. <laughs> I don't have that. And I miss that a lot. I also, um, I don't miss some of the big box stores. It was always a pain to go, but I do miss some of their selections. And one of the other things I miss are I, we always used to do a little bit of um, tasting of new foods on the market. Now, maybe there aren't a lot of new food products being rolled out right now, but I miss that. The last new food product I bought was on that last shopping trip I met, I went to, I noticed that Ritz crackers had started making breading breadcrumbs out of Ritz crackers. Now I crush my Ritz crackers and I can make breadcrumbs, but they came in this cute little bag that looked like Ritz crackers. And I thought, Oh, that looks like fun. And I bought one of those and I think I rolled some chicken breasts in it or something. And it was really good. And, you know, and I miss being able to do that and say, Hmm. And I miss the big box stores for their cereal. It wasn't always that I liked the cereal, but I loved the, the different, types of cereal that you could get. I mean, some of them have a selection like you just wouldn't believe. Kathy, when you say big box stores, do you mean, do you mean, which ones do you mean? Like Walmart or? I mean Walmart and Super Target. Mm-hmm. You know, they have great cereal. In fact, I went on the Walmart website and they have 25 pages for cereal. So if you want, you know, toasted coconut or blueberry Cheerios, you know, that's the place I would go to. If you want peanut butter checks, then you go there, you know. They um, they always had the really fun, I think I bought Sour Patch Kids cereal there once, you know. I mean, it's not stuff that we would eat, but it's stuff that somebody's eating or they wouldn't be making it. And it was always fun to bring in a, you know, when all else failed, we could always eat cereals. And we always used to say, this isn't something I'm having for breakfast, but what a great Friday night movie snack, you know. So I, I miss that. I also miss at Walmart, particularly, they have a really great bread aisle. And again, I went on their website and they have about 25 pages of bread. What about, are you thinking about like, oh, you know, we constantly think about when this is over and you, and we get back to the the way we, we used to be the way we used to shop. Do you see any of the, call them aside, just in, on a, on a personal, personal note, do you see uh, ways that you're going to shop differently? I think so. I think I'm going to be, um, less wasteful. I think um, seeing some of the waste I've had to deal with, I think I'm going to be really careful 
and uh, I'm going to be a better planner. I think it, it makes good sense to plan. Um, you know, I don't want to hoard stuff. I don't want to be that shopper that's hoarding things for other people. And I want to be careful about what I'm buying and how much I need. I also think I'm going to eat at home a lot more. I think this cooking at home thing, while I am sick of it a little bit, um, I think it's healthier. I think it's better. And, you know, I think, I think it's going it, to, when the taste column comes back, which I hope it will, um, I think it's going to give us a lot more insight into what people are doing and what they're eating. And I've given me some new ideas on maybe different things to taste now. So it's, it'll, it'll be very interesting to see because certainly more people have been cooking and you, I think, well, they'll be deciding, you know, well, maybe we could do this more for various, for the various reasons that you said, when the column comes back, do you think it will change the con- the content of it? I think so. I'm still thinking of how it's going to change because, you know, I think we're living in this, we don't know what we're doing from day to day. You know, we don't know whether we're going back to school. We don't know whether we're going back to our offices to work. A lot of that is going to impact the column, in my opinion. If people are going back to school, back to the office, the tasters is going to come in handy again because we're going to be able to tell everybody, this is what you can get for dinner. This is what, you know, and it's going to be, a, it's going to be a, the help that it was designed to be. Right now, I think it would be very critical of manufacturers who are just trying to stock the products on the shelf. I think it's it's not the right time. I am writing a, a column twice a month on what foods I'm preparing for my family at home for the week, just as a, a menu idea. I have a lot of friends who are contacting me saying, what are we cooking for dinner? You know, I'm always calling you and saying, what are you having for dinner? What can I make for dinner? We're out of ideas. <laughs> It was fun at first, but now it's starting to become a chore because now we're trying to find different new and different things to cook. And we're all kind of figuring out what we can do with chicken now. Um, And thank goodness for the internet and grandma's old cookbooks, I guess. It's been really helpful. I have never looked for more recipes. Yeah, no, that's true. We've been really getting out the cookbooks and and, uh, and looking at some some great sites for recipes. I, I, I thought that this week too. I thought, okay, I'm done. I'm tired of this, you know. And I'm not cooking for a big family, so so I have a little bit of a break there. Well, Kathy, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. I think that it's given us some insights about ways to use some of the grocery delivery delivery companies, but also to think about the way that we're using food at home. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That was Tampa Bay Times food writer Kathy Saunders speaking to Janet Keeler. If you find yourself getting tired of the same old recipes and are looking for something new, we'd like to hear from you. We're starting a Recipe Swap Facebook group. Stop by the Zest Podcast Facebook page and let us know what kinds of recipes you'd like to see there. I'm Robin Sessingham. Dalia Colon and I produce the Zest with help from Cheyenne Jaglal. Copyright 2020, WUSF Public Media, University of South Florida.